everyone, welcome to That Triathlon Life Podcast. I'm Eric Lagerstrom. I'm Nick Goldston. My uh, partner, Paula Finley, is not with us right now. We're both professional triathletes. I just raced the LA Triathlon. She is in an airplane as we speak on her way to Chattanooga 70.3. So in her place, we have a very special guest. This is not just any special guest. This is our very first special guest. This is the, the CEO of YouTube, Lionel Sanders' father, the Oklahoma kid, the biggest personality in triathlon, tell the oh, Cox. Oh, oh my God. Oh How God. did we land this guy? Wow. What, what an introduction. I don't even know what to say. It took a long time to get through his manager. Yeah. You know, like we had to battle and He's put up like, some just big call money. My people, your people call my people. Yeah. And like we are our people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then like forty thousand dollars later here we are yeah you know what? whatever it takes checks man. on the way <laughs> okay so okay. we were really hoping to have talbot in person here with us because he was just here we were just all hanging out but that race was over and he was on a flight to oklahoma so well, we're closing on a house in like literally four days i've been gone for three and a half weeks i have not been home uh so I was I was ready to be home. <laughs> Buying a house, like even if you're there, is is an awful, <laughs> awful oh, experience crazy. as it is. I'm like editing it like 2 a.m. This stupid like uh, all the not stupid, sorry, but all like the Lionel YouTube stuff or the St. George <laughs> countdown, all this stuff, and I'm getting emails from like the freaking loan company, and they're like, "We need your liver. Can you send it in a box? We need yeah. this. We need this." And I'm like, "Exact dimensions oh of your liver." <laughs> Yeah, I'm self-employed on top of that, so it's uh, Eric oh, knows dude. how it is. I'm sure Nick too. Oh, oh of yeah. course, it's just like Gnarly. constant Gnarly. rolling the dice and it's finger crossing. Well, I wanted to start things off just a, kind of light and easy with a little segment that we do some sometimes called this or that. So right. it's, we're gonna do this or that with Talbot Cox here. So first of all, who would win in a fight? You at peak fitness. Or a one wheel on low battery. <laughs> Definitely me at Peak Fitness. And let me just tell you why. I respect. You have to have respect for the one wheel. You have to have Really? Respect That's for kind it. of funny yes. coming from you of all people. Oh, I know, right? Well, it's first-hand experience. Yeah. <laughs> first-hand experience. I never, I never respected it, so now I do. So we're good. So for people who don't know this story, Eric, do you want to tell it? Sure. Like uh, Daytona, the year that Paula won, I think, right? We're there, and like Talbot's oh, in the parking lot the night before the race. Like, dude, I just got a one wheel from Walmart. Like, you have any tips? I'm like, uh, go back to when you were six and ride a skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. And then, uh, dude, I mean, I don't even how much. Can camera gear did you break when you crashed and also your collarbone or something oh dude it was gnarly i don't even really remember i just know that about 10 people messaged me told me not to ride it uh <laughs> i think you were like ah oh, it's pretty it's really it's really useful you can get some great shots but uh i would practice a whole lot before yeah <laughs> So basically it has this built-in mechanism that like if you lean too far forward that's how you get the momentum and it it comes back like saying you're going too fast. Yeah, it's like a segue. Yeah, and uh, Bill Christie decides to start the pro men in the middle of the female race. I'm still very confused on why they still do that, but whatever, that's a whole other side note. So I'm like shooting the female race and then I'm like, "Oh my god, I had to get back to the men's race. They're starting in like one minute ago. Um, and so I hop on it. I'm like going as I'm leaning as far as I can for it. It's like resisting back. Then I'm like, no, I got to go faster. 
and I lean as hard as I can for it, and then just with the gimbal, come straight down, Ugh. landed uh, on my shoulder, dislocated it, torn AC level five, whatever that freaking. But means. no collarbone break. No collarbone break. See, that's you're not some uh, weak road cyclist. Oh, you're strong. Dude, I made I made it to the Love start line, fall. and I'm sitting there, and I'm like. Leeson and Kyle comes to me. He's like, "What's wrong, buddy?" Like, grabs my shoulder, and I'm like, "No, no, 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 no!" I'm like, "My arm's dislocated. My arm's dislocated." Hold on, I just have to record the start. So I'm like recording the start. My arm's literally dislocated. Like, and then I go to the ambulance. Yeah, and then uh, the guy's like, "Uh, "We we can't help you unless you get into the ambulance. We take you into the hospital." And I'm like, oh, I got to shoot this race. At this point, I'm like shocked full of adrenaline. I don't even feel right. anything. It's commitment to the craft. Oh, dude. 20 seconds later, I'm like, help. He's like, <laughs> he's like grab onto this golf cart handle and yank yourself to the side. And so I did that and it popped, at least popped my like shoulder or something back into place. And then I went to the hospital. They gave me lots and lots of drugs and i came back and i shot the rest of the race you can't oh my gosh Legendary. that's great and the um, camera you had like a lot of camera gear on you too was yeah, it mostly yeah, fun i did uh i mean no it, it destroyed my c70 uh, a week after i mean literally i i'm not like saying like that i'm i'm important that i got a c70 before everyone else i just happened to pre-order it like forever in advance i got one Literally, it was like the first time. I, like, there was hardly even review videos online from it, and I had already yeah. destroyed one. <laughs> this is a fancy high-end Canon yeah. cinema camera. Yeah. Yeah. Cinema well, camera. Speaking, sorry, maybe we haven't said this for people who don't know, because I think there's some people who just find the podcast by searching triathlon on on Spotify or something. Potentially, Talbot Cox invented triathlon YouTube. He's, Ooh, that's, he, that's hard. Lindsay Corbin's the OG. I will. I say. see. She invented triathlon. Like social media, social media. Na- nailing yeah. it. Yeah. I would yeah. say. Yeah. I had, yeah. I had a. I can distinctly remember having a conversation with her, her husband, Chris Corbin, and him saying, "Like, oh, dude, we tried YouTube for it. I mean, that is like not a good return on investment." This was well, back in like 2015. He's not wrong. He's yeah. not wrong. <laughs> it took me what like six years before anything happened at all. But yeah. yeah. But it wasn't really until Talbot started cranking with the, uh, well, with with Lionel obviously in the Kona series that I think most triathlete, triathletes kind of became aware of that YouTube was a place where you could go watch anything other than a cat video, and that kind of <laughs> that's right. That I mean, I've been putting stuff I, up yeah, for a while, but that's when people started actually paying attention. I remember those videos so well. Yeah, I remember yeah. just being glued to the YouTube trying to f- see when you were going to upload something next, and it it was crazy because. I think we started to really grow. Oh, well, and also too, a lot of it has to do with timing. I mean, whether it was me or whether it was anyone else, um, yeah. it was just the timing of social media and me gathering content. I was just the first one to, I don't want to say first one to do it. I, 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 I introduced it. It would have been introduced by someone else if I wouldn't have done it. But I distinctly remember about a year later after we'd grown a bit, having conversations, even with you, Eric, when, when you were like, I just don't see the point in YouTube. And then now you have like, and I was trying to like, well, we I don't know, those, more so sell, those phases. sell you on it. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. Cause I was the same way too. I mean, and of course, even still to this day, I'm sure Eric, you get contacted by like multiple people and they're like, Oh, we have a subscription platform. We want you to come over to that and just post oh, on yeah. there. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, if you're talking about back when I was kind of like, I was I initially started posting stuff on Vimeo because I just thought it was it was prettier and more artistic and everything. And uh, I wouldn't say that YouTube had like hit its peak, um, 
where it is right now in terms of being such a search engine where when you Google anything on the internet, like YouTube videos are the first thing that pop up like it, but now it's like so painfully obvious if you want to get discovered in any way, that's where it's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Didn't yeah. mean to divert, divert the podcast. No, no, that's, that's no, that's it. That we, we want some, would you rather we want Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We, I just wanted to give some context to who you are for people who don't know, like you are, you know, every single pro triathlete and every single person in pro triathlon, whether they're an athlete or not, you're like pervasive throughout the world of triathlon in a way that I don't know <laughs> if anybody else is you play every side. So mm-hmm. you're, uh, I you're, try to, I try you, to, you have a real, you have a very unique point of view because you don't have you don't have really like side you're not on the side you're on the side you're on the side of the success of the sport yeah yeah right um great so the second question is would you rather run a marathon once or sit through a pro athlete race briefing in the middle of the day in the kona sun once a week for a year oh marathon once i mean i'd run a marathon 10 times yeah (laughs) i do an iron man right just to not do that uh, to give context, those are the worst things ever, and I don't understand why they're outdoors. But they put these the athlete briefing outdoors or the press conference yeah. in this humid, hot, sweaty tent. No one's no even one's there. Happy. Oh, miserable, miserable. <laughs> and then last one is a uh, sweet tea or soda. Uh, soda. Really? I used to be that. I used to be on that. What was it? Is it called like Diamond Peak or something? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd get like the very sweet. And then I was like, wow, I'm probably going to have like cavities for life. Yeah. Is that <laughs> like an Oklahoma specific question? S- sweet tea is a Southern thing. Yeah, um, definitely a Southern thing. Yeah. But I'm, I'm on that like grape soda kick. So. Got it. Oh, you're too good for sweet tea. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Eric, did you not know about sweet tea? I mean, I, I know it exists, but it's definitely not a question, like a thing that anybody in the Northwest. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm just asking cause, cause my dad grew up in Oklahoma as well. He's uh okay. How far is Lindsay from Oklahoma city? Uh, long story short, this, I had a girlfriend. She, uh, left me for a guy in Lindsay. So it's a, it's a tough topic. I <laughs> see. <laughs> but it's, it's literally like probably 45 minutes, but yeah, Eric, it's not fine. Your coffee to like Portland Northwest is our yeah, tea, right? So that's kind of what I was thinking. It's like, do you tea, want yeah. coffee or regular tea, drip or espresso? Yeah, it's kind of little... yeah, exactly. It would be like a soda. Yeah, I know that it kills exactly. you. That's <laughs> true. I mean, I don't drink much soda anymore. <laughs> Um, well, we wanted to. I wanted to talk about the race that just happened this past weekend. For people who don't know, there was a. There used to be a really big race in LA called LA Try, and then it kind of went away for a bit. And now it's coming back, and it's seeming like it's becoming more and more of a focus and more and more exciting. Uh, and Eric just raced this weekend, and Talbot, you were doing media for the PTO this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Eric, maybe you wanted to like kind of run through a little bit what your race was like, and then yeah. Talbot, feel free to like jump in at any point if you find something to be relevant or anything like that yeah sure like i can kind of just go through a little bit of my race experience and everything but i do think it'll be really cool with talbot here to talk about um just like kind of what the what this race represents in the sport and kind of how it came to be and everything um so like i i raced in saint anthony's a few weeks back a couple weeks back now and that was an olympic distance race and um the, the one thing that i didn't really like about my performance there was i got dropped on the swim by the lead group and i feel like that kind of set up set me up for not being able to win the race so my big focus for this was not getting dropped by that lead group no matter what and uh, just then getting on the bike and riding as hard as i could and see where i ended up 
um, like I would say I definitely achieved that. That was the hardest swim I've done in a long time, just like maximum effort the whole way. And I uh, came out of the water with this uh, ITU kid named Jamie Riddle, very, very fast swimmer. And then Greg Harper, the guy who led out of St. Anthony's. And um, I kind of caught up, uh, got into second place by the time we were through transition one and caught Jamie at the front of the race at like 3K into the bike. And I like I rode as hard as I could, put in a bunch of surges trying to drop him. And even with the 20 meter draft rule that the PTO has instated here, it uh, I wasn't able to drop him and he ended up ultimately running away from me on the 10K run. Um, which, which, I mean, like, I, as I look back on the racers, I accomplished exactly what I wanted to, what I set out to, and I had a great run split, a great bike split, and swam well. So, like, I'm totally happy, and I feel like I'm kind of closing in on just having, you know, the, the most perfect race where I've plugged every little gap that I've identified this year. So, um, this weekend, I'll be going to Chattanooga, race 70.3 Chattanooga. Paula will also be there, and um, that's North American champs. So, hopefully, everything's been building towards this. Yeah, I remember when, when I saw, I, I woke up and instead of going to the swim start, I thought I'd go to T2 just to not get stuck at the swim start. And I was like, oh, I'll go to Venice Boulevard where the bike course just goes for a long time just to see if I can catch them. And I park right there and I run over to the course. And as I'm running over to the road, I see Riddle go on his bike. And then I whip out the camera and Eric is like right behind him going. I'm like, oh, that's great. Then I get yeah. to T2 and I see Eric come in first. Uh, from T2, but Riddle was behind you by like five seconds. Yeah. And I just, he just looks, you look like, you look at him and you're like, this kid can run oh, his ass off. Fast. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and you, and I saw like the 5K in, you were like, maybe had lost like 15, 20 seconds. Yeah. And then it pretty much that, that continued to go until 10K. Yeah. You really opened up the gap on, there is a, like a hill on the course that you go up at like, I don't know what it is, like a mile and a half. And then you go up it again on the second loop at like, four and a half miles and and that's where he was putting some time into me uh yeah legs just pretty heavy from that bike ride for sure and just to like paint the picture of this race for everybody so you kind of like understand what nick was saying is you swim actually like around right around venice beach it's venice. in venice beach yeah. yeah and then like in the ocean you go through the waves come out of the waves and everything and then you like ride basically straight inland through la to the staples center and then you do your run down there it's it's like the coolest experience you can have and uh, like for, for that reason i think like this race does have a lot of potential long term and i really hope they continue to build it because it's it's so novel to ride your bike through la you got the most insane footage well we should say first of all that there was coverage of the event yeah right yeah but there it was. wasn't covering the pro race so yeah, Talbot, correct. do you want to explain what was going on? Yeah, what were you doing? Yeah, there? Uh, it, it was pretty funny because even the day before the race, I was talking to Eric, and he's like, "Is it covering the pro race?" And I'm like, "Dude, I have no idea because I don't even know what really I'm doing here, to be honest." So they they did the whole point of this is to if you look almost like at golf and you see like that they do like the celebrity golf charity event every year, that's PTO's aim with this event. So they had always planned to just highlight this pro race. And if you do recall, there was a pretty stacked start line, not saying that the pro field was not stacked, but what what originally is supposed to be is supposed to be Jan Ferdino, Gustav Eden, Lucy Charles, uh, like Holly. Sebastian Kinley, Holly Lawrence, Paula. Paula. I mean, there was uh, Luz, uh, Laura Phillip. There was so many people on the start list, and then also. Uh, 
Jim Carrey had agreed to do in the event. So did Will Ferrell. Uh, Steve-O was toying with the idea. Um, and I know that Nick was talking to Trixie about it, trying to get... Um, but the, it's, I think what happened was towards the end of it, everything, I don't want to say fell apart, but it wasn't able to come to fruition. Yeah. But the PTO's goal is, is that we still, they still wanted to cover the event because they wanted to get all the media for next year. Right. So they didn't want to just completely dodge it and then not have the content because next year they can make all this promotional stuff and do all this stuff. So that originally that was the goal. That's why the broadcast was there. That's why. And instead of them being like, oh, we're just going to give up and pivot on this. Which I guess you could argue both ways, especially with the depth of field and and the pro race, the the pro race outside of the relay actually be, started to become a pretty cool event. They wanted to still completely focus on it for media and advertisement and sponsorship dollars for next year. Also, getting the uh, the famous celebrities for next year as well, and then most importantly, representing and bringing raising awareness for the CAF athletes. So right. that's that seems why like what it kind of turned into, right? Yeah, yeah. That that's why they did not cover the elite race. I think there was a lot of confusion on that. So yeah. Yeah. No, that does that does make a lot of sense if you're trying to get something long term going versus just like grab at the most valuable thing that's right in front of you. It is really great to have that for the promotion next year, like you said. So I mean, I hadn't really thought about it like that, but that does that makes sense. Those were two completely separate um, races. Herbalife was 100% in charge of the elite race, the elite pro race. PTO put up the money, the funding, the broadcast, and all that for the pro AM. So they were completely separate. I even saw like Laura Sedell comment on there, such a disappointment for PTO. The female came across, which is like Lopez, shout out to her. She had an incredible race. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When she crossed the finish line, there was no like finish tape or anything, and they, people were like bashing PTO, and PTO's like, we we literally have nothing to do with that race. Like, yeah. we tried to show a little bit of it just like to help the pros, and then because there's not as much going on, so they did show like glimpses, like when you guys came into camera reviews and stuff, but it had, they had nothing to do with it. So PTO was kind of catching some slack on that, but they were like, we we, we just that wasn't our race. That's t- that's kind of tough because they definitely put their branding all over it and there were PTO banners everywhere and I'm yeah. sure that they want to wanted to take some credit for like the money that they put into the pro race and everything. But yeah. then if it yeah, if it doesn't go well. Nah. Because so I don't know. It will be interesting to see. I, I do think though that if everyone did show up next year, it could actually long term, like you said, turn into a pretty fun event. The only yeah. um there's a guy named Adam I'm reading his name right now, Skolnick. He's on uh, Ritual's podcast all the time. Super cool guy. Writes incredible articles for like uh, New York Times and all that. They just actually interviewed Christian Blumenfeld. Great podcast. Him and I were chatting about it, uh, and he was like, it seems like it would make a little bit more sense, and you'd more, know more about this like, if they moved it out to Malibu. That's where the the well, that previous really famous celebrity race was. Correct. Well, that still happens. That still happens every yeah. September. It's called yeah. Malibu Try, and actual celebrities show up every single year. Yeah. One thing difference we were talking about as well with that is that's entirely for charity, right? Correct. That's a a big draw. Children's Hospital. Um, yeah. So and they 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 put a lot of actual focus on it. It's not just some right. ancillary thing. It's they really care about or they appear to really care about it. Yeah, and I I think the hardest thing was is even for Lionel, we had gotten the hotel down in LA and he was like 
after a day and a half, he was like, oh, I, I, I got to train. I can't be in here. downtown. I mean, you, downtown yeah, LA. You, you, you yeah. can't train downtown. So we ended up getting an Airbnb. He paid for it himself uh, out in Venice Beach so he could train. So it sounds like if you did get everyone out to Malibu, it might make a little bit more sense for the professional athletes. But I, yes. I don't know yeah. the pricing, logistics, and all that. So Yeah, that was part of the, the reason. The, I mean, the pretty much the entire reason that Paul ended up not doing it. And they also wanted to have an equal number of like men and women. So when Jan pulled out, they kind of like, it was totally fine that she didn't. But the reason was because she couldn't do any training at downtown LA, basically leading yeah. to Chattanooga next weekend. And uh, well, yeah. also was when all these people were signed up, these big names, was mm-hmm. it, did they know that worlds was like, a week before. I think that's why they were okay with that's it, to be why, honest. That's why they were okay with it. I see. So they would just go there and then drive Hang over out in and, LA. And then come over. Yeah. yeah. Got it. So, and it's it, it was kind of timed. like a charity. Yeah, it is good. It is perfectly timed. Um, yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do with all the footage and how they promote it. If, if anyone knows how to promote a race, it's PTO. So, yeah. You think that racing an Olympic is perfect timing a week after a peak well, Ironman? They're not racing it's, it. It's not you racing. do the bike leg. Well, yeah. Sorry, I, I maybe I misunderstood, but I thought you were saying originally Lucy, Jan, Laura, Philip were doing the race. No, 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 no. no, no, the no. They're all doing the pro am uh, relay. I see. I see. And their okay. partners were going to be people like Will Ferrell, Jim right. Carrey. Okay. Now that I see that so. I, I thought those are two separate things. I see. And, and that was another thing too. Everyone is like bashing PTO, like, "Oh, this is the biggest flop ever." None of the no, the biggest celebrity on there is Paul Felder, and then they have like random people we don't even know about. And a yeah. lot of it too is I think the uh, agency they hired to get the celebrities like committed the moon <laughs> and yeah. delivered. They didn't deliver one person. So I was telling Eric, I think I could have gotten better celebrities to show up (laughs) yeah and and of course i mean it's like the pto they're like this isn't like we hired an agency to do this so and the agency promised like xyz so yeah i I honestly i think probably this all could have been like everybody would have been totally happy if there's just like a kind of a classic communication thing like there was not communication about like oh we're just doing this pro-am this is the whole focus and oh yeah there's also you needed to be like What's the priority here? What's going on? And storytell a little bit better leading up into it versus people just turn on the broadcast and it's like, um, like, wait, wait, what's happening? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly, exactly. And I don't even think that, I think though, to Eric, to, to, I not argue that, but like, I think if you would have seen a start list uh, amongst the names of like Jan Ferdino, Gustav Eden, Lucy, Charles, Paula Finley, Laura Phil, yeah. all these people, I mean, it would just completely make sense to just cover that, but it wasn't that. So then they should have probably been a little more, like you said, clarifying like, oh, well, are we just going to watch Lionel Sanders pedal a bike for two hours or whatever? You know what I mean? So I completely yeah. understand. So we'll, 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 we'll see where it goes next year. I did kind of think the challenge athletes thing, that was a cool angle to take with it, at least there. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool and different for most of us to, to see that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. So it will be, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Talbot, your footage of Heather Jackson, the, I was, that is the, I just thought that was the coolest thing. It's just like in 120 frames per second and that front wheel, you just, she hits a pothole or something and sealant just goes everywhere and yeah. you can just see like 
like the whole bike lowers down an yeah. inch because it's totally flat immediately. And just the look on her face of like, oh, no. Yeah. There's even a cooler side to this. And we can dive from this into content. I didn't, I didn't even, so basically I was out there shooting the, the race. You were on a moto, on, right? I was on a moto shooting the race, shooting all the athletes. I literally, it was by chance of luck, I roll up to Heather. Uh, Cannon, I hate you because you don't have audio at 120. Uh, 120 means <sighs> slow motion for the people that don't understand. Um, but, and I'm recording her and then I heard a freaking explosion and I'm like, the first thing in my head is we just hit someone like the, like my motor uh, driver did. And cause I'm not even looking at Heather. And then I look over at Heather and Heather's like, Fuck. <laughs> <Screaming> <laughs> and then, so I'm just like, Oh my God. And then I realized it was like her r- tire was rattling. And I was like, I think I got that in the shot, but I didn't even know really that I'd even got it. So Wild. from there, I shoot the rest of the race, roll in, I literally dump my cards. They clear my cards and then I go home. I, I had completely even forgot about that. And then literally an hour and a half later, PTO, this tells you how good, and we'll, we'll dive into this more, how good their content team is. They literally went skimmed, like literally probably an hour of footage. They just found that clip, wow. knew it was going to be good. They clipped that up and put it online. I I, wow. I, mean, I wouldn't even I, I actually would have never even posted that clip like I would have probably sent it to Heather and be like this is crazy we recorded this and I'm like watching this so much traction so many comments and I'm just like I don't know if I if any I'm sure there probably is I don't know if anyone's sealant tire blown out has ever been caught on film just like that in slow it's, motion just like that no, yeah. oh. it's so epic only like maybe in downhill mountain biking or something right. and not yeah. at that at that close range yeah. it's that was wild. And so I was just like, but that, that's where I tip my hat to the PTO. I mean, yeah. I, this is an hour after the race. They, they literally found that in the clip. They clipped it out. They put audio behind it. Yeah. And they, they put like a truck freaking boost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would have yeah. probably picked a little bit different audio. Yeah. But the most important thing is it creates traction and yeah. brings content to, to the sport. And so, I mean, like no offense, I love Iron Man. Uh, I'm working like very closely with them now, but th- this would have never been something on the, on the Gunner channels. You know what I mean? So, yeah, the PTO is yeah. just like masters of viral or like attempting to make things viral and and quick like speed. Yeah. I, and I feel like that's ultimately what you initially brought to the sport, and maybe maybe they're experts at it from other sports. Is like that people want to know now and what's exciting and presenting it really quickly versus, um, Oh, you know, Hey, we made a cool video recap of this a month later um, when it's all said and done. So, yeah, totally, totally. Which it'll, it'll be, I'm stoked. Their team, their team is growing is bigger and bigger. Um, but it will be interesting to see, uh, what they do with their PTO tour events this year uh, with Edmonton and Dallas. Will, will you go to both of those, Eric? Um, I, I don't know. I'm still trying to qualify. That's part of their, the big thing I'm trying to do at uh, Chattanooga this weekend. I need to get like oh, one okay. more high score. But at any rate, I will definitely be there supporting Paula um, if I don't qualify. Yeah, that makes sense. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And Nick, are you coming? Chattanooga? Yeah. Yeah, it's no. too, it's no, too no, crazy. No, 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 sorry. Edmonton. Oh, to Edmonton? Well, considering that we were looking at flights the other day, 
And they're in the multiple thousands of dollars region? No problem. Of course I'll come. Yeah. Done. <laughs> it's First crazy. Class. I'll be I'll be cheering from here, I think. Wait, can we uh are are you available for hire? Uh yeah. Would you probably. do would you, I mean, would you like do video stuff with PTO? Yeah, I probably would do that. Um the only thing is I, my camera setup is really not ideal for that because I don't have autofocus. You yeah. use my camera, I guess. We'll just we'll play that by ear. Yeah. They'll probably let you know that they want you to help film about three days before the event. <laughs> I I totally bet if we if I told Nick that you would be willing to come up, I totally bet that they would other, bring other you on their PTO Nick team. for everyone PTO listening. Nick. Yeah. yeah, PTO yeah. Nick. He's like the uh head of content guy there. I'm supposed to have a phone call with him this week, actually. So I'll just like I'll just, just put that in there. in there. Can you throw a few extra G's for my guy to come? Yeah, make Edmonton yeah. look good. Come you out. know this. This is a good opportunity to say this. Something I, I love this about you, Talbot, is that watching, watching like a sterilized interview of triathletes is like it's not that interesting for me. Even if the triathlete is interesting. But watching you talk to triathletes and like having your voice like behind the camera talking to them and kind of like half joking, making fun of them. That's the content that it, that makes me want to watch the stuff. Yeah. No, I, I would say that's like your special power, man. You have like an ability to like walk up to a random pro triathlete who's probably so skittish, like racehorse mode two days before world championships and just like kind of put them at ease and get them to talk to you about like whatever. Yeah. You know, versus well, like people sit down in front of a camera and they're just like... Ugh. And interview <laughs> mode, I'm going to say the right things and like, you're think, disarming. I think, um, what, I mean, how I kind of even started all this was I just remember when I was like, oh, I can't even remember how old I was, maybe eight or nine. I'd literally wake up every day in July and I'd turn on the Tour de France and I'd watch Lance Armstrong. And I was like, so inspired by him. And I'd literally get on Google. I found his uh, photographer, his personal photographer, like Litz Cruz. <laughs> and anything behind the scenes I could see, I would like find, and I would like get on her website and I would like, manip, manip, like try to look for photos and I'd like do hashtags and like try to like find different race galleries and things like that just to see like more photos. And, and then anytime like discovery channel or us post service or anyone posted like a video online, I would like watch the entire thing in its entirety. And that's like what gave me so much passion. Then I'd literally go out, put on like my little yellow helmet and my discovery Jersey and I'd pedal up and down the street. And I'd pass my, I'd pass the stop sign at the front of my neighbor, and I put my arms in the air like I would won the Tour de France. But seeing those things is like what really wanted me to get into the sport and essentially start telling more like behind the scenes because like triathlon is just as interesting. Because I would, when I moved out to Boulder for software development school, long story short, I, I started working and taking pictures i uh, dated a professional athlete and then i was just like taking pictures and just kind of getting involved and i'm like how how do we not see more of like what these athletes do like we yeah. have to like somehow like they're awesome people there's so much fun to be around and the only time you ever see them is like in this polished up triathlete magazine interview or yeah. the Kona broadcast it's like the only time you ever even saw these athletes and so that's what i wanted to try to do was to really try to just literally press record. And at the time I had no idea what I was even doing. Well, humanize these people that seem 
and human to, to yeah. most age groupers, right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. No. And the, we came and from the started, exact same place with that for sure. That was exactly what I was trying to do back in I don't even know when it was now, like twenty fourteen, fifteen was like I kind of came from the perspective of having watched a lot of surf films and skate movies and snowboarding. I was like, why is there not stuff like this about triathlon? I, I was like the same thing. Like I think triathlon's pretty freaking cool. It could have this kind of stuff too. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and then I, I started getting like better at interviewing and better at asking questions. I can't take the credit for this. Someone told me one time, whether it was Steve Fleck or Barry Shepley or, or somebody, or maybe someone outside of the industry, they said, the best way to get people to talk is to ask them a question with the inaccurate information. Oh, that's awesome. So that's why a lot of my questions are like, I look so stupid because then they want to like (laughs) essentially answer your, because a lot of times you can even, when you go to sit down to the interview, you're like, Hey, can you answer the question back to me and then tell me? So that's why a lot of times like Eric, I can look at you and be like, Hey, so how did the bike ride to go? Like, how was it pushing 250? 250 watts and you're going to be like ah oh, well the bike ride went great i didn't push 250 watts i pushed like 350 you know what i mean and yeah. so and it's gonna like make your mind think like i need to like really tell explain to this to him because i didn't push 250 i need to prove so let me break it down <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you always say like questions like that like that's why I always to line on like something about Sam Long or are you like yeah. Jan Ferdino is going to get beat you again or something like that because it stimulates yeah. their brain and it makes them like want to talk more so that's like I don't, that's a awesome. little niche someone told me I can't remember who told me to, to ask a question give them the wrong information might have been like Steve yeah. Fleck but that's, that's funny that's what I, I love doing in interviews I'm like imagining trying that on Paula next time I want to talk about something I think she'd just like stare at me and be like that is wrong yeah <laughs> <laughs> like no, ba- Paula. Tell about okay. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> You're like, hey, Paula. Even though Holly crashed, I mean, are you like nervous? The fact that she said that she was going to destroy you this weekend. She's like, are you kidding me? That's incorrect. She said that? That's incorrect. I'm going to kill her. <laughs> Paula, Paula goes press conference. She's like shaking with you. She would never say that. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. So yeah, I kind of like. That's a, tell that's the truth great. semi but say something semi not accurate yeah i love it i mean to me the dynamic of you like poking fun at lionel something about that is so funny to me like while he's like in a workout and working really hard and you're just kind of making fun of him as you're like sitting pretty with your camera i there's something about that that is so satisfying dude it's 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 a lot of fun I, lionel is such an easy client though because he is like so good in front of a camera yeah, it's oh, like man. I mean, like it makes my job like well, everyone's like, oh, I love your videos so much. I'm like, dude, I could literally pull out a freaking GoPro Hero two and make videos, and everyone will watch them because of Lionel. He's so compelling. Yeah, just, so, like, so just compelling talk. And stuff. It's, it's yeah. so well. And no, so it's cool. impressive. Like, the the funniest thing too is is you've seen people come and go in the YouTube game, and they like make these videos, and are like our videos are going to be different than everyone else's. We're not going to make coffee in them and they're not going to be scripted. And I'm like looking like, it's like a conversation I have with Eric. You're like, we're just trying to like record what we do every day. We're definitely aren't scripted and we just drink right. coffee. So Who we're has just making to script no, uh, anything. No, there's anything. no script. I mean, uh, I think the only times I've ever taken out 
actually Lionel has never redone audio bit. I've never been like, oh, can you re-say that again? Or can, no. can you really? say this? Oh, never once. I mean, if I or we've never had a planned shoot. Like if I'm like, hey, can we go shoot at sunset? Like so I can get like this shot and this angle and stuff, he'd look at me and be like <laughs> What's for dinner tonight, Aaron? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's no, dude, we're, we're exactly the same way. And I've, I find like a, so much entertainment and personal satisfaction in that of like, no, I didn't massively alter our training schedule or our day or anything to, to get this story and somehow managed to like film while riding a bike and actually experiencing mm-hmm. it. And that's what, mm-hmm. I don't know, scripted at, versus unscripted. At the end of the day, though, makes that's, feel real. that's what's making you and Lionel's thing work so well. That's what's making you and Paula's thing work so well is that people can smell bullshit when it's mm-hmm. like this overly planned out, curated little video. And there's a time and place for that. And those can be cool, but I, I don't feel emotionally invested in those videos. It's like, oh, yeah. that was cool. And I got some great information from that. But when I watch Lionel's YouTube or your YouTube, it, it's you, Eric. It it feels like, oh, I'm like, this is this is these are my friends kind of, right? Like yeah. I I'm getting to know them in a way that like Talbot just happens to have the camera out. Eric mm-hmm. just happens to have the camera out and I'm just living a moment in their day as these athletes that I look up to and think are am- amazing, right? That's, yeah. the, that's the whole point. This, this, this is something that Eric and I have talked about for like a long time because we're both like on the fence of like, quality over quantity where's the even line and for youtube it's just so interesting and it it kills you because you look at someone like jake paul or like some of these vloggers that like literally you get sick watching their videos because they're literally just walking around talking to the camera but they're getting like six million views yeah and we work so hard on our videos but then it's almost to the point like the funniest experiment we've ever done is Lionel did this thing called like LS diary journal or something like this. He literally got like a DJI action cam and just recorded himself. He edited himself and everything. He's like, just let me just do it. I just want to do it. And I was like, I was so against it. I'm like, this looks so bad. Blah, blah, blah. And of course, like 80,000 views. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I'm from that point on. I was just like, I'm freaking done. I'm done. <laughs> you don't have to be artsy. To be, no, yeah. I've, I've had that experience watching some of those things that that maybe he did or maybe you did it, but or like the race week thing where I'm like, they literally oh, yeah. just drop stuff onto a timeline, and I'm sitting here. That's all it is. Trying what? She ah, <laughs> and but oh. it's great. It it totally works because you do feel like. It feels so much like you're there because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel polished in any way. So it's like, obviously, this is not being presented to me in any sort of special spin. It's just like, this is what happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's and it's hard because probably, I'm not just tooting y'all's horn. I tell everyone this. I've even like shown this video to people. My Literally, one of my favorite ever triathlon videos, endurance, well, number one triathlon video ever is... Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen this, Nick. Chris Lieta, like throwing rocks in the beach and then running underwater with rocks in Hawaii. Have you ever no, seen those videos? I've never seen that. Oh, no. Dude, I'm like, what? He lives the dream life. He lives in Hawaii. That's like <laughs> my favorite ever one. And then there's the classic Tim Don and Jan Ferdino, Day in the Life of a Pro Track. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Ones. Of course. Those I remember like those. I know those OG so well. Pinnacle. Yeah. But then the controlled burn. Literally. Wow, I think you I, even I know think it by name. I, oh, bro. I, I probably I probably am twenty thousand of your views. You have probably <laughs> so well, we don't even so, have twenty thousand on yeah, it. So. I know, I know. You have like twenty one thousand. So it's like it's you, such I, a you flop have, in terms of views. Yeah, 
But and should like, we? I feel like we should. We this should. is a great. Okay, uh, we'll we'll bring it up here. Um, this is breaking news. This is breaking news. Literally, no nobody knows this. I think I told Talbot, but yeah, you told me. Um, so we there's this film festival in Telluride, Colorado, called Mountain Film, and they have a shorts section. And I submitted Controlled Burn to it many many months ago, and we found out that we were accepted in the film festival. So I'll Amazing. be going there next week. Um, there's a less than 1% chance that Eric comes, but he's very welcome to come. Telluride is like getting to the moon. Yes, it's it is very insane. out of the way. Um, so we'll be presenting, and I'll present the little short film uh, before it. And our our biggest fan, Talbot Cox, you're welcome to join us too. Yeah, my ticket. flew there, I'd come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, it is, we are so, so excited because... I mean, a lot of the films that are in there, I'm sure they like, you know, flew to a place and like yeah. had a budget and oh, did yeah. a thing. And I've like, been there a few times. It's legit. Films. It, this is the, the real deal. And, and like, not to say that our film is not, but like we got, uh, it was a, initially a thing for Lululemon and they said they just wanted a video, like basically telling our followers that they'd made run a, apparel now. And I, they gave me some money to put it on our YouTube channel. And I used that money to fly Nick to, um, to Ben to film with me. And we like literally went out at like 5 p.m. and filmed for like an hour and a half. And meanwhile, Paula's texting us that like dinner's getting cold and what are we taking so long on? And then we went out at like 7 a.m. the next morning and filmed for like another 30 minutes. Threw this together in like five days of editing. Yep. And now it's in a film festival. It's We're so spectacular. Stoked. We're so stoked. And I think there's a, I, there's a good chance it might get into two other film festivals uh if my if the rumors i'm hearing are correct so we're very happy you got and and by the way it's, it's on youtube just if you search eric lagerstrom controlled burn it'll yep. it'll be the first one that comes up. we gotta add some uh, laurels to that thumbnail. yeah i have the laurels they sent it in the original email we just weren't allowed to tell anyone until may 3rd uh so it's happening there we go wow that that's actually incredible so happy you like that man yeah there's the music. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, Eric chose that music. I had nothing to do with that. Oh. I've been saving that one for a while. I like have a little bank of, of, of audio for things I'm like, oh, that's too good for a regular, right. for every week video. I got to save that for something epic. I feel like once every month or two, I get a photo from Talbot. He sends me a message and it's him on the couch and I see his feet in the TV and Controlled Burn is playing on the TV. <laughs> It's it's twenty. This is what we were talking about a second ago, though. Twenty three thousand views, and I feel like that this is one of the most articulated, beautiful cinematic. Thank you, Talbot. Videos in the sport, but it's interesting. It's interesting. It's crazy. This yeah, is people were expecting. People were expecting me to pick up a camera and talk to it, and they're like, "What is this? Yeah, where's the yeah, data? Yeah, yeah." And and that's the same thing. I uh, I was gonna try to mimic my. Uh, Kona series in St. George. So I put together like this full list and athlete schedules and everything for this series called Countdown to St. George. Mm. I work so hard on these videos. And and to give everyone reference, I make my money, like my yearly salary from YouTube, from Lionel's YouTube. He just like, he just tells me, I'll just take a hundred percent of it. So it's like incredible. So the more views I get, the better it is for me. Um, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this in 
insane job on this series. I'm going to spend so much time and it takes so much freaking work. So I launched the first one. It was Lionel's video. Then I did like a Sam Long one, Cat yeah, like George. Kat Matthews and just Kat everybody. Matthews. These videos, I mean, you're shooting all day long and then you're editing to like 3 a.m. Yeah. And they got like not even a quarter, well, a quarter. They got like half of the amount of views that the race week videos get. And just to give you like probably a seven to eight hour edit with a full day of filming is what one of those videos takes. Uh, a race week series video takes about mm, a total of four hours of freaking BS and with pro athletes hanging out and then literally dropping raw footage onto a timeline and doing nothing and then hitting export and uploading to YouTube. And everyone's like, this is so incredible. And I'm like, yeah, it is. It's, it hurts, doesn't <laughs> it? Doesn't it hurt? It hurts. It really hurts. It hurts so much because I'm like, even Nick texts me. He's like, "Dude, you've really upped your your game on the editing. These videos are so good." And I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, that's not what the uh, the views say, but thanks." Yeah. It's, well, so. we will we will always appreciate the things that you yeah. put the the effort into. That's for sure. And like I kind of I tell Nick about that, and I'm like, well, as long as I get te- a text from Nick and like these other five people right. who I know appreciate like more artistic stuff, I don't care what the view counts are, as long as these people <laughs> are like, dude, that was great. Like, okay, when yeah. DC Rainmaker commented, I'm on, reading his comment. Yeah, <laughs> when he commented well on done, controlled burn shots. Oh my storyline. god, I was like starstruck. <laughs> I thought it was the coolest thing. I know you need to go. I want to say one more thing that leads me to one more. uh, So we, we discussed this with Lionel and all this stuff. And, uh, and I haven't told anyone this other than Lionel and I had talked about it. Oh, breaking news, breaking news. Wow. You're going to hear it here first. Uh, Good, good, good and bad news. I literally started my career with the Kona series and the whole object and goal of the Kona series was to bring media to the sport of triathlon and with the countdown to St. George kind of being a flop. Also a lot of athletes all have their own media guys now, like Florian Arngard, like Ruth Assel, like everyone has their own media guy. And also the, the PTO is doing a massive amount of media. Iron Man now is doing a massive amount of media. So I chatted with Lionel about it and, I'm actually uh, no. retiring the no. Kona series. There's no. not going to be a Kona series anymore, dude. But but this I mean, is, I was this, wondering about this. Yeah, this was the this is the thing though, is that the Kona series was not for the money. It was, I mean, it was not for the money. It wasn't for the views. It was to just the was one goal was bring media to the sport. Just get the story out there. Just get the story out there, and now it's here. So yep. why would I try to continue to be original and try to go up against Iron Man and go up against all these other athletes? Everyone is doing their thing now, and everything that I wanted the Kona series to do has been accomplished. Yeah. So there's no reason for me to now, then now I would be taking away from the athletes time and requiring them to do this and that. But back then it was beneficial, but now everyone has their own thing, so... No mission no accomplished, more, man. No and more. You, did it. you affected change. So that that was the goal. If it ever became a money thing, then uh, I would, of course, would have wanted it to go on. But it's never for me. It, it's just how can you see a behind the scenes? We will do a race week series that is a lot easier. It doesn't require any of the time from the athletes, and it will start seven days out. And we will focus more on Lionel as well. But 
no more Kona series. I'm going to wow. put it to rest. Wow. I'm probably going to make era. a post about it no. soon, but, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Like with, with all of that, with all, with all the athletes having their own YouTube channels and everything, I do hope, I don't know, like in my brain, I still kind of wish there was like, it was centralized in a little bit of a way. Like it could maybe mm-hmm. potentially be bigger versus like, 40 athletes with 40 YouTube channels and every person, every viewer has got to go like try to figure out which one are good and what's interesting versus, I don't know, like what the PTO is trying to do with like, have it be a hub or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. It'll be really interesting to watch over the next few years. We'll, we'll, we'll chat about it more on uh, another podcast. Yeah. Sounds good, man. Right. Yeah, I got to get to the airport. Yeah. He's, we're, right. we're literally driving straight to the airport from here. Sorry for uh, no, that's, rattling that's on. Great. We, no, that's great. We, we really appreciated your time. Do you have anything that you want to send people to, point people to, the Lionel YouTube channel or anything else? No. If, pay, you just, if, you just, if, <laughs> if you just go to YouTube and you type in professional triathlon and you just subscribe to every single pro athlete out there, support all the pro athletes, and also to give a lot of support to any time that Ironman gives the pro athletes credit comment on that stuff and most importantly support the pto because they are trying to bring media to the sport of triathlon so if you could support those it helps every single one of us so well thank, so well said totally. amen thank you talbot we really appreciate what you've done for the sport what you continue to do for the sport and Thanks, your transparency guys. with all this stuff is is really cool for most of us and yeah. i hope all the podcast listeners this week i know this was a very different episode we didn't have paula we didn't answer any questions but we thought talbot was the f- perfect first person to have as our guest he's like i said the ceo of youtube he's at the very least the ceo and founder of youtube triathlon yeah oh god can't take credit yeah whenever we make a post on instagram about this episode going live if you could like maybe comment there and let us know if you like this format and how yes yes. how much you love this format would be great definitely definitely great well thank you guys we'll we'll catch you next week hey thanks everyone later 